I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to this UK Film Review Filmmaker interview. I am joined by filmmaker Matthew Paris. Matthew, how are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, Whereabouts in the world are you right now? Uh, I'm living in Austin, Texas. Oh, fantastic. And uh, how is it down there? You know, is everything um, is it still very post-apocalyptic or are we a bit more, <laughs> a bit more settled now? People are settled now. It's uh, pe- things are starting to slightly open up. I'm going into uh, grocery stores now, and they're they're picking up the six feet, uh, you know, thing on the floor where you know you, you have to stay six feet. So they're picking that up. Mm. Um, so yeah, things are slowly but surely going back to normal. How's uh, how's everything in London? You're in London, right? Yeah, I'm in London, and everything's okay here. Same <laughs> same as before, really. Uh, just. Actually, we're quite good at staying away from people, if I'm honest. The whole six feet rule was already in place. <laughs> we didn't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing that's been obviously a bit sad has been that the cinemas have been closed, but they are starting to open now. Uh, are the cinemas open where you are? They are, yes. They've been open for a while. Uh, they do take safety protocol, though. Um, hmm. I have a, There's an AMC I go to here in Austin, so... They're slowly starting to get back to normal. They've taken up, you know, a lot of stuff, but I think they're still continuing to wear the mask until they hear from corporate. Mm. And uh, I think the idea is, I was talking to the GM Kelly the other day, and I think the idea is they're not going to allow the customers to wear masks anymore, but the employees still have to wear masks. So yeah. slowly but surely things are, are going back to normal. Fantastic work to hear. And then in terms of your own filmmaking then over the last year, what have you, what have you been up to? Uh, it's been busy. I just got done uh, working on Walker, Texas Ranger. It's a remake of the Chuck Norris series. So I did that uh, here in Austin and shooting in Austin. I play, uh, in one of the episodes, I play a villain. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first time playing a villain. That was a lot of fun. So that's on the uh, CBS, CBS Studios is doing that. Jared Padelki is uh, Cordell Walker. 
Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, after that, as far as my own personal projects go, I just, I'm in post-production for a movie called The Place That Bonds Us. And uh, that movie has to deal with uh, today's time. It very much deals with uh, if something is sent on social media and another, your friend gets emotional about it, how do you deal with that? And so it's, it's definitely about that. I don't want to give too much away, but it's about that. So it's going to be fun. We're in post-production on that now. And you're the writer on that. Were you directing as well? Or was someone else directing that one? No, uh, a filmmaker buddy of mine from New York uh, who runs, uh, I think he started a production company called Anson Enterprises, Scott Anson. He directed the film. Um, I usually don't direct too much. I like to write it out and uh, I really like producing. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so we, we shot here in Austin. We used a, a friend of mine's house in Hutto, Texas. And we shot that. We shot over the course of uh, three days. And we're just a post-production right now. Fantastic. And that was during the pandemic, was it? During the lockdowns and things? It was. We started shooting that in the uh, fall of 2020. So usually around October. Okay, fantastic. And then previously before then, you've obviously, as you, you mentioned yourself, you don't always direct. You're, often, you're the writer, but often you're not taking the, the director's chair. So films like The Last Catch, Mother's Eyes, uh, Eyes on Me. I've, I've managed to watch um, The Eyes on Me. Uh, were you, you weren't the director on that one either. Um, again, it was writing, yeah? Yes, yes, that is correct. Where did uh, the, where did the uh, story for that come from? Well, you know, that's a, uh, for The Eyes on Me, I've had, with the whole Me Too movement and everything, you know, I've had friends who, you know, women friends who have come to me and say, oh yeah, this happened to me and that happened to me. And I never knew about that. So, um, you know, it's a little shocking at times. And you, of course, you get a little upset, you know, because you, you know, you want to do something about it to stop all that. But um, how it really came about was I have a very close friend in Austin. She got harassed by a guy one time. And of course, I confronted the guy about it. He, you know, he got all, all up in my face and everything and stuff like that. But um, it kind of came from there. I'm like, you know, what? I need to write like a story about this. So I went out, I typed it out. It took me about, you know, about a week. It's a short film. So it took me about a week. And um, I went to uh, Devin and Zane. Now, De I've written a couple of books and Devin and Zane, who are local filmmakers in Austin, um, they've done, you know, short films themselves. They've done a few commercials here in Austin. And, uh, I pretty much went to them and I said, Hey, you know, I got a script. Um, but do you, do you mind seeing it? He goes, yeah, yeah, we'll take a look at it. So they looked at it and it got back to me within three days and said, all right, we want to direct this. And I said, okay, great, great. And they said, when are you looking at start shooting? And I said, probably sometime in the fall of that year is probably 2016, 2017. Actually it was like 2017. And, um, yeah, you know, we the we we location scouted. We looked at a house, a friend of mine's house, back at back out in Hutto, <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, the whole thing takes place in a house, as you know. Mm. And uh, what was interesting about that was in the opening scene. I'm also briefly in the movie. I'm in the opening scene. So I saw you in the car, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, basically, I wasn't originally going to be in it. How it was written in the first draft was you never saw the guy. You know, we shot from the angle of the yard and the street, and she gets out, and then she enters the uh, the house, and then the guy speeds off. You never saw the guy, though. Um, the directors, Devin and Zane, came up to me. I think it was Zane. He came up to me. He said, hey, we want to put you in there. Why don't you just play the guy? And at first, I said no. 
I was like, no, I don't really want to do that. And, you know, he said, no, 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 we're going to, we're, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. You know, we'll, we'll get coverage of you and everything. So I uh, gave myself one line, <laughs> as you <laughs> saw, which was you're the best, Jenny. <laughs> so I made the guy to be kind of a real douchebag. Mm. And of course I'm smoking. They asked me, they're like, Matt, you know, I know you work out and run and everything. So, but we want you to kind of, you know, be smoke, have a smoke, have a cigarette in the car and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, have a good time with this and everything. So which segues me to my, uh, the next funny story, which was the first take when I pulled up, I had to roll down the window and it was, you know, I had to say my line. The only problem is I started coughing right in the middle of saying my line. So we had to do a couple of takes of that. And what was interesting was right before we, we, uh, shot the scene where I pulled up our main actress, Tara Davis was like, well, I'm allergic to tobacco. So I'm literally, you know, putting down all the windows and everything, trying to blow the smoke out the window and stuff. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it was to. a fun project. It was a fun project, Chris. Oh, fantastic. And obviously you mentioned that you produce, uh, produce is one of your hats and you right. also act. Um, so acting wise, obviously that was a fairly limited role, um, but the, right. you know, stuff on walker that you're doing now is acting something you want to do more of or is it just something you kind of do as and when it comes along it's something i kind of do is when it comes along you know hmm. uh there have been times where i've read stuff and you know i've had the directors or the other producers say hey we want to put you in there somewhere and uh usually when i do do it it's usually a very small role i i don't play the lead i i really don't want to play the lead i'm more of a behind the scenes guy hmm. um Producing is a lot of fun. I like the pre-production part of it. Um, there's a lot of people who ask me, okay, well, what does a producer do? And basically the short form of it is I just say, well, a producer oversees the entire project. They hire the director, they hire the cast, they hire the crew. They put it all together to make sure they're going to try to get the best product out there as possible. So uh and what now what does that mean you know they they work on the budget sheet they they work in the office they set up the location scout they get film permits to shoot at the location scout um they hire the security team to block off the street if they if you guys are doing an outside team just stuff like that now if you're really low budget and you make an independent movie you may not have all that so you need to focus really on the the permits i think focus on the permits and focus on the locations and just uh, let the community and neighborhood know what you're doing. And that's about it, you know? And most mm. people are pretty cool. Small towns, shooting in small towns is very, it's much easier than shooting in a uh, city, a big city. It's, uh, there's a lot more you can control in a, mm. in a small town. And usually the community in the small towns love that stuff. <laughs> so they will come they out, get, get ready to get a part, don't they? Are they ready to, know? if you need someone, I'll, I'll jump in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. we did that with the place that bonds us, Chris. It was like we needed a we had a flashback scene uh, where we have a bunch of kids playing football. So our executive producer who lived in that community, we, we shot like around a park around her community. And she set out on the community board how many, you know, hey, we have this scene coming up. We need people. We need kids, to, you know, where it's kind of a hangout scene. And the response was overwhelming overwhelming like i was hoping maybe like two or three people respond they were everybody was like oh no no we want to do that so it was fun it was a good time so we i hear that question a lot about producers you know what is it that they they do and one of the things that 
people who do it um, talk about is the fact that they're with the project a lot longer. As you said, you get to do pre-production, you're there during the shoot, and then you're also afterwards, you're there. So especially if you're writing the, the, the piece, then maybe you want to have a bit more um, you know, involvement with those aspects. And then also, once the film's done, you, you're talking about releasing as well um, and getting the film out there. What can you tell us about your strategy when it comes to sort of releasing films? So I've sold two short films uh, for international distribution. They're playing on DirecTV and AT&T Uverse. That was Crisis and The Last Catch. And uh, we also sold uh, The Eyes on Me for, uh, for, a, uh, for online streaming. So basically my strategy is this, and I've had uh, many arguments with other producers about this uh, because they have their strategies too, and I understand that. But usually what I like to do... Uh, well, first, me coming from the world of sports, you know, you kind of think in strategy. I grew up an athlete. I played sports all my life. So you kind of you're, you're already kind of thinking of strategy. But um, when it comes to a movie, no matter if it's a shorter feature, usually what I like to do is I like to go to producers uh, and I'll tell the cast about this, too. I said, OK, here's what here's the plan. I'm going to send it to this festival, this festival, this festival. And then, and then I'll start looking for distribution companies. Sometimes producers, will, after a movie is done, will say, okay, now let's send it to distribution companies. I don't really like to do that, Chris. Um, my strategy is, no, no, let's send it to a few smaller festivals. Hopefully, we'll get an award. And then once we get about two, two film awards, we'll be in the driver's seat to then send it to distribution companies. Um, now, uh, I know every filmmaker in the world, not just in Los Angeles, and I'm sure not just in London, but in the world, uh, likes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To take their movies to Sundance or uh, Cannes Film Festival. And it makes sense. Those are the two biggest uh, film festivals in the world. So in part, it's probably a dream for them, which is fine. Uh, but you have to understand those are the two biggest film film uh, festivals in the world. So every filmmaker wants to go there. So wh why not maximize your chances to send it to a few smaller festivals, hopefully get an award, and then send it off to distribution companies. Now, in the case of Crisis and The Last Catch, or most likely Crisis, Crisis was a movie, it was my first short film. My plan was we sent it off to World Fest Houston, we got an award there. We sent it off to another film festival and we got an award there. Uh, we got an award, award, I think, at the California Film Festivals in San Diego. And uh, I said, okay, now we're in the driver's seat 
to really send this out to a distribution company. I sent it to a distribution company actually in Germany and uh, they got back to me and said, you know, thank you very much, but it's not for us. I said, okay. I sent it to Shorts International in Los Angeles and they have a major headquarters in London too, which is great. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a gentleman named Carter, Carter uh, Smith, I think runs it. So he, um, so I sent it off to them like a month went by Chris and I didn't hear anything. So I kind of thought, all right, you know, that's, that, that deal's done. And then uh, lo and behold, I, I spoke too early. Um, I got a email two days later from uh, one of the executives over there who said, I saw your movie. I really enjoyed it. We would like to buy it. And here's the contract, which and now that goes through a whole, a whole, uh, you know, jumping hoops and a roller coaster ride in itself. Cause you know, you have to have lawyers look at, it, you have to make sure everything's okay before you actually sign anything. And then of course they need to, they need the file for the movie. So I sent it to them and the trailer and everything like that, but it was, it was great. It was great. And they said, you know, we're going to play it in Europe, Middle East, Africa, and the United States. And we're going to play it on DirecTV and ATT Universe on the Shorts HD network. And do you get like any kind of feedback from them in terms of once the film's over there and they're, they're, they're showing it, do they keep you updated in terms of who's watching it and how many views it's got or not really? Not really. No. no. I mean, uh, we have to find that out ourselves. Like, you know, we'll go on, uh, we'll go online and they have uh, the TV, you know, what's playing and what's not playing. And we'll see it and stuff like that. Crisis actually premiered in the middle of the night, it premiered <laughs> like at midnight at three fifteen. I thought, okay, that's great. Everybody's going to be asleep. <laughs> but, uh, but I understand why they did that, Chris. It's a little bit of a darker movie. So hmm. they marketed how the darker thriller films usually play late at night. And then the more family-oriented films usually play like around six o'clock to seven o'clock time slot. Yeah, that's what they told us. <laughs> yeah, someone's <laughs> awake though. You know, at that time, someone's always awake watching films. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, be yeah. worried too much about that. And um, come back from the bars, Chris. <laughs> they're going to watch it. <laughs> so obviously, you've already mentioned festivals. Then, um, when you're looking to submit a film to a festival, what's the kind of criteria that you have? for whether or not it's worth your submission? Well, the, uh, sometimes you have to go off your gut instinct. So if uh, the reason I've never, well, basically what I like to do is in post-production, once the movie is finished, once the music, once the sound mixing is done, once everything is done, I usually like to screen the movie and watch it by myself. I don't want anybody around me I don't want the, you know, the cast or anything like that around me, because here's why. If, uh, if you screen the movie and you watch it for the first time with other people around, usually people like to pass judgment, you know, oh, we should have held on this shot a little longer, or we should have cut that out, or we should have trimmed that and stuff like that. So usually I watch it by myself. And then after I'm done watching it, you know, I'll figure, okay, here's what we got. Here's what I think we have. Um, here's the festivals I think it could work best at um i've never had one where i said you know i need to send this to sundance or can I, I just felt like nah you know i because they're looking for something that really you know blows people's minds and you know they're probably looking for a name in in the movie because that those festivals got so big now mm-hmm. so usually what i like to do is to, is to send out to smaller festivals like like world fest houston and stuff like that but usually i'll uh I'll watch the movie by myself and be like, okay, here's what I think we have. 
And then we'll just, you know, we'll schedule a focus group screen at one of the theaters at one of my buddy's theaters or we'll schedule a, uh, a screening for the cast and crew and just kind of hear their opinion. And that's when the opinions start flowing and you'll hear everything. You'll hear from we'll love it to, oh, I think it was okay, which is fine too. It's their opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because obviously we're UK Film Review, so we review a lot of these films and partly what we hear from filmmakers is they come to us because they don't want the, the feedback from those around them, especially people that are involved in the film, because they're too close to it. They're too close to the information. They can't give, obviously, an unbiased review. And then also friends and family, it's the same. They're, they're not really going to properly lay into it unless they've got a, a problem. Not that that's what we do. We don't come and, and try and rip it apart, but actually getting that kind of neutral third party opinion often then helps them to sort of say okay yeah we got this right or or maybe that didn't work for some people or that's okay um do you seek out reviews do you get reviews for your films i do yeah i just you know uh i love the critics opinions even when they're bad you know critics are there for a reason so uh and sometimes i love i do like hearing opinions um where maybe they saw something that i didn't see or sometimes it's fun to really uh, hear people's opinions about, oh, well, here's what I think the movie is and stuff like that, which I like, I enjoy. Mm. I mean, mm. it could be something totally surprising where like, uh, you know, I wrote the thing and I never saw it like that. <laughs> but, uh... It's a hundred percent. You know, we, we see this all the time, even amongst uh, my writers, I'll see two very experienced film critics can watch the same film and get very different things from it because as much as, what you intended is there, but what they bring with it, you know, their baggage and their own emotions that it plays out. And that's why it's art, I guess, because the, people interpret it in all these different ways. And yeah, I think it's fantastic. And obviously you've got an, uh, an absolute um, sort of list of films that are out and about. I, I know that um, The Eyes on Me was on Vimeo, but can uh, the other films, are they still available on those platforms that you mentioned? Um, or where else can people see your films? So uh, Eyes on Me is on Vimeo. Uh, the uh, Crisis in the Last Catch was on the Shorts HD network. Um, it was a three-year deal, a three-year contract. They'll say, well, you know, we'll pay you this much to, uh, you know, show the movie. Um, it was a flat rate. A lot of times I get questions was, oh, do you get royalties every time it airs? No, mm -hmm. I don't. It was a flat rate. I wish I got royalties. <laughs> <laughs> I get royalties from the books, all right. But um, the... Um, yeah, so it was a three-year deal, and once the three years is up, the rights revert back to me. Now, so, sometimes with distribution companies, some filmmakers think, oh, I'm just going to sell it. It's going to play forever. That's not usually the case. Some distribution companies have five-year deals, and they'll say, okay, we're going to show it on airlines. We're going to show it on, you know, pay-per-view. And, um, yeah, so I mean, but you gotta you gotta understand what you have. Sometimes uh, when you uh, if you have a darker movie, so you, you're gonna want to go to a distribution company that shows a thriller or a horror movie or dark films. Um, I seriously doubt they're gonna show a thriller on the airline with <laughs> kids and parents and all that stuff. Yeah. They're gonna want probably something more family friendly. That's why you see a lot of uh, short films be uh, become comedies. They do a lot of comedy short films in film schools. Um, you know, people who are just trying to make movies, they'll, they'll do short comedies, but, and usually when you graduate to a feature, sometimes that'll be like a drama or, or, a, or a darker movie. 
But uh, yeah, so distribution companies, it, it varies. Sometimes it's a three-year deal, which is what ours were. Sometimes it's a five-year deal. Sometimes I've seen companies like in, they need short films in Japan. They'll do a seven-year deal and they'll say, okay, we're going to play it overseas. We're going to do it here. Um, we did, our deal was we just play it on television and uh, with no airline play or pay-per-view or anything like that. So, and obviously yeah. there's you know different deals for territories and you know, exclusivity. Um, is that so, so? Have you when you've like accepted the fee? Often is it that it's more attractive because they they've got more rights? I'm assuming because they have more control over what they can and can't do with it. Is that fair to say? That is fair to say. That's that's absolutely right, Chris. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously the other options are out there, aren't there? So you can get non-exclusive deals and you can you know, feel free to sell your film elsewhere, but mm-hmm. often it's going to then limit what you get paid and, and as you say, the, the control. So obviously I'm really fascinated, Matthew. Obviously I love talking about this stuff. Hopefully the sort of listeners and the viewers have found it useful. Um, yeah. what, what's next for you? Uh, you know, what's, what have you got your sight set on next well, right now, uh, we're in post-production for the place that bonds us. And of course, I got my list of film festivals I'm going to send to that. <laughs> and, you know, of course, distribution companies I'm going to send to that. Uh, Jenny Hayden, who was our, uh, who spearheaded uh, Crisis in the Last Catch, I already talked to her. She broke away from Shorts International now. So she went off and she's doing her own thing. And she, uh, she told me, she goes, well, I really don't do short films anymore. But if you have a television series, I'll be happy to look at that. <laughs> but... Um, uh, so yeah, so right now we're all we're in post on the place that bosses. We're working on tra- cutting the trailer. We're working on the poster, um, and then after that, I'm writing a script for a miniseries, a four episode miniseries, thirty minutes. It's called Honor Among Friends, and it's about a group of friends who grew up together, and they go back to their uh, small town they grew up in, and they haven't seen each other in years. They've all, you know, they went to college. Some of them went to college, got degrees, you know entered the workforce you know some of them got married so they all come back together and they all grew up as friends what happens is they come back together for a certain reason which i don't want to say what it is <laughs> but uh it's a uh it's kind of a one of the friends has a problem like a real serious problem so they really tried to to save him and stuff like that so it's a four episode miniseries so i'm writing that right now i'm almost done with the pilot i have a few actors committed to it I have a director committed to it. They asked me, you know, when are we going to start shooting this? I said, probably in the fall. So I just need to finish the pilot script. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Matthew, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you on this interview. Um, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, Chris. I had so much fun talking to you. My pleasure. Uh, this has been a UK Film Review production. We'll see you again soon. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.